Betsy! I love to hear all your stories about Vietnam. The Nam. We were having for breakfast. We were having for lunch. We were having it for dinner. Welcome back to another episode of the Captain Baghdad podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. It's a tough job, but you know, someone's got to do it. As always, we are recording from downtown Chinatown. And today I welcome Betsy. <laughs> Woo! Hi. Hi, Betsy. How are you going? Good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming on oh, the show today. No, it feels great. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why is because I love to hear all your stories about Vietnam. The uh, Nam. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Me too. I love chatting about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and and well, I'm no. Maybe I'll call this episode "Good Morning Betsy." Just like um, instead of "Good Morning Vietnam." That's right. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so tell me, why do you love Vietnam so much? Um. Everything, the food, the people, the scenery, everything. And for me, it was just like a really fresh, um, a fresh everything after yeah. being Vietnam, after being in Cambodia, Thailand, Laos, and then Vietnam was just like, oh, fresh, you know, like people are actually nicer. <laughs> really? They're, they're not really fed up of the tourists yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was great. And the, the food, the scenery, the riding, everything, like Everything. Everything. All right. Did you ever have any preconceptions of Vietnam before you went on this Southeast Asia trailblazing trip? Yeah. Um. I didn't really. I, I don't really expect too much of places. I just randomly just go. Yeah. You know. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but I don't really overthink. I don't really. Sometimes I don't even research the places, which is quite can be quite bad. <laughs> <laughs> um. But at the same time, it's like because I don't. I'm not really expecting yeah. anything. Yeah. Everything t- tends to be like quite amazing. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Ends so, up being a lot better. Yeah, so every day just is like a kid on Christmas Day because I'm not really <laughs> thinking. My brain is just completely blank. And then yeah, Vietnam was just amazing. Amazing. Um, yeah. And so you decided to go on this trip because you needed a break, or needed was a it- break. I finished uni, started working, and I thought I was one of the lucky ones. I got the job straight away, and uh yeah <laughs> got nine to five got too much right <laughs> i i was stuck in you know in a lab working for the police for like eight oh. months and then i thought you know what that's it I, I need a break and and i quit and i went home for the summer to work to save a bit more money and i just went i'm going traveling i'm going backpacking and and then i had a, a friend that mm. had a terrible breakup with his ex and, oh. and I said to him you know what I'll, I know what's going to be the remedy for that I know the solution for that just just come on an adventure you know come with me to Southeast Asia so it was a spoonful so you found the medicine for him a spoonful of sugar of sweet travel yeah pretty much and then like and then yeah just one day we booked our flights and went off and we, we started as as you do everybody else in Thailand you know we started in Bangkok and a lot of people were just like, oh, are you, are you starting or finishing your trip? And, and there was this guy that said, actually, you, looked, uh, you look a bit too clean. So <laughs> I, think, I think you're starting. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I've got my, you know, um, bed bugs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't still, like, I, I, was, I was not a cool one yet, you know. <laughs> Don't have dreadlocks yet. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's where we started. And we spent, you know, a, a while in Thailand and then Cambodia and, you know, all of that. And then for me, you know, when we arrived to Vietnam, um, it could have been also a mix of, you know, we had a 
be the shitty time in Cambodia. A lot of people oh, do as well. We okay. were not the only ones. Yeah. And, and then, yes, and then finally when we got to Vietnam, it was just like different air, different people. The locals were actually really nice. <laughs> They didn't want makes things a bit different. They, they, they didn't want it to rob you. <laughs> um, and so, which city did you land in? Or did you cross in the border? Vietnam. Yeah, cross the border in a, in a slipper bus, and yeah. everybody hated it, and I loved it because I'm just so short. <laughs> Honestly, it was still like a massive bed for me. Everybody else was just like cramped up. I had a great night. So, because <laughs> there's a lot of sleeper buses that cross between yep. the countries around Asia. Yeah. And I remember one that we went on, it was like a dental chair. It looked exactly like a dental chair and it would not go back all the way. It was about, what, maybe 70 degrees? God, that's awful. It was terrible. So that's, that's why awful. it was like the worst. Yeah. Uh, no, this bus. one was like an actual bed. Oh, wow. But like a kid's bed. <laughs> Which is fine with you. Which is absolutely fine for me. And, you know, I we got there, we arrived in Ho Chi Minh City like super early in the morning mm. and, and I'm there waking up like, yeah. Good morning, let's get some coffee. And I'm just like, they're super excited. And then Joe's... Literally good morning, Vietnam. I know, right? And then Joe's giving me that look. Like, why are you so excited? I could not sleep all night. And I'm like, "Uh, we're in Vietnam. (laughs) And did you have a Vietnamese coffee? Oh, that was my first ever Vietnamese coffee. And... I loved it. So there's two. So you have yeah. like, you know, the, the Vietnamese coffee, like hot coffee. And it was like, I swear to God, like you don't need cocaine with that. <laughs> <laughs> that coffee, Jesus Just Christ. Cocaine. Oh my God. It was so strong, but so nice as well. Yeah. So I had that and I was pretty much awake until 10 p.m. Like... I was like, who needs Baraka? Like, I just just that. And then I also tried the, um, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's ca- Café Sudad, that's what they call it. And it basically literally means uh, coffee, milk, and ice. Mm. Oh, yes. That and one, they yeah. make it with these little cool um, aluminium little filters. Yes. So cute. It is. And that was my favourite coffee. And you just have, like, a tiny little bit in, in a short glass. It mm. almost looked like a whiskey glass. Yeah. Full of ice. <laughs> so you're like, I'm just having a, you know, scotch. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, yes, it was is great. Is that one with the condensed milk in it? That's the one with the condensed yes. milk, yeah. And then there was this other one, but I didn't actually get to try that one until I got to Hanoi. So this is pretty much at the end. Everyone kept talking about this egg coffee. Oh, and I'm I like, that too. Oh, and I was like, this sounds rank. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to do that. And then Joe was just like, I'm pretty sure that you ate worse things in Thailand. So what's wrong with an egg coffee? And I was like, that is a very valid point. <laughs> um, so I did end up trying the egg coffee and it was probably the best coffee I had in my life. How do they prepare this egg coffee? I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. Okay. Um, but I think they use... The yell of the the yolk? Yeah, the yolk. Okay. The egg. Yeah. And then they but they do something else with the rest, but I don't know where it okay. goes actually. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't have the chance to try the the It egg was coffee. amazing. It's actually like a, a super creamy coffee. Oh. Like but it was really good. And apparently only tastes good in Hanoi. Like if you take <laughs> nowhere it, else. <laughs> like if you go anywhere else in Vietnam, you will not get a good coffee like that. Or in little Vietnam town. <laughs> I, I would not risk it. <laughs> Just in case my might get like, oh. Just in case. <laughs> that would be really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> and what did you eat for the first day? Um, Like when you arrived, you're like, oh my God, I must have this. Well, or... I actually love Vietnamese food. And this is before mm. I went to Vietnam. Because so you were originally love... in UK, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm... 
So I love Japanese food mm. and I love Vietnamese food. But of course, I've only had it back in the UK. The UK way. The UK way, yeah. you know. Um, so I was just really excited to have, you know, like four, you know, and things like that. And I'm like feeling like, yeah, this is going to be the real one. I'm in Vietnam. And um, and I did and I tried the first time and I loved it. You know, it, I just, I, I wanted to have it all the time. You know, it was great. And and the Vietnamese rolls and the Vietnamese mm. food is so green, so healthy. Like, so fresh. You know, so fresh. Yeah. And then, I, you know, I went from eating so much crap in Cambodia. Cambodia is very meat heavy, isn't it? It's everything is so greasy. greasy. Everything is just like yeah. you just feel like you're on a, uh, eating hangover food every day. Pretty much. <laughs> that, that was that's what it is in Cambodia. Like, <laughs> that'd be perfect if you were literally hungover every oh, day. Oh, you were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were also hungover every day. Um, so yeah, the food was great. Um, and I really wanted to have it all the time, and mm. I was fascinated. But then when we started um, riding. Uh, when you're on, on, on the road in the middle of nowhere. Nowhere, yeah. Um, that's the only thing that you get. <laughs> By the side of the road. <laughs> Which is brilliant. At yeah. first I was just like, oh, this is great. I love for I can't wait to eat this all the time. Now, we were we were riding for a long time, right? We took our time and we were having fault for breakfast, we were having fault for lunch, we were having it for dinner. Um, <laughs> and that's the only day. thing that you find on the road. And they, these people don't speak any English at all. Mm. So it's mainly those places where like most of the trucks, you know, like park yeah. up. And that is the only thing mm. that they feed all the truck drivers and anybody that stops. Yeah. So you go to the point after two and a half weeks of eating for breakfast, lunch and dinner, I learned, I was, we all learned how to say chicken rice. We were just desperate. We were just like, can anybody please give us chicken rice? Like, or anything. Um, and I think like it was only a one random stop, mm. like, and you can tell there was somebody, somebody's house, this woman that lived there and, and, and she was just making all this yeah. food literally by the streets feeding everyone that was parking up right and uh we've come up and you know we've said to her do you have any rice or, or chicken or, or anything? anything but pho please yeah, anything. <laughs> and um and she did she didn't have any of course but i think she felt so sorry for us that she's she's actually gone back to her own house and cooked oh, chicken oh. for us oh gosh oh, nice. it was great i literally and then that was the i'd never never I've never been fascinated by chicken in my entire life. That day I was just like, oh, chicken. <laughs> Imagine it was fried chicken, like oh, KFC style. God, yeah. Because <laughs> um, Vietnam wouldn't have had so many franchises, like Western franchises, right? Um, well, like, if you go to um, Hoi An, mm -hmm. so Hoi An, was, you, can, you, you even see it when you go there. Yeah. It's a very, uh, you can see where the French colony mm. has been there and uh, the buildings, houses, they all look very French. Mm. And, and that's actually the place where it's really famous for uh, tailored suits and ah, things like that. Yeah. So then everyone goes to Hoi An and gets oh. their, like, stuff made of, you know. It comes up so swish in the end. I know. So my, my friend Joe actually got, um, he ordered a tailored, you know, suit, suit. and everything. And I said to him, well, are you actually going to carry all of this <laughs> while, you know, while you backpack? And then... Um, he goes, no, they're, they're going to send it to me to, to, to the UK. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can trust this system. Yeah. I was just like, I'm not sure about that. But it did arrive after three months. On a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, so he actually got the, the suit delivered to the UK. 
and uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was pretty, yeah, because it's such a cool process. You go in there, there's so much fabric that you can choose, <laughs> oh, so and they come nice. to you, they, do you want Italian wool, do you want yep. this, do you want that, and then they yep. measure you up, like, it, it's, it's so quick, the process is so quick, yeah. and, they say, and they say, tomorrow you, t- you come back, or this afternoon you come back, we have a first trial. Yeah. And your suit's ready, like, in within, like, 48 hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great, you know. I just wasn't really quite sure whether they were actually going to send it, you know. Yeah. The, the minute you leave that city, you know, that's it. <laughs> and you pay the money, like, oh, you pay did the I money just and you're lose like, mm. some money or what? Um, but, you know, yeah, it, it worked really well. And, you know, they have amazing, it's such a colourful mm. little town, you know. There's, like, Lantis. fabric everywhere, oh, yeah. you know, and... and the French colony, you know, yeah. so all the buildings were really, really nice and pretty. So, and that's actually the same place where you get the um, I don't know what they call, but it's it's like the flower festival, but they do like flower lights all over the oh. river. Oh yes, yes, I yes. have heard about that one, and and it's so beautiful. They actually cut the the power in the entire town. <laughs> I didn't know at the time. I thought, oh shit, so somebody didn't pay the electricity. But no, <laughs> the entire town didn't yeah. pay the electricity. <laughs> but then they were like, no, no, like we know we need to go to the river and mm. have a look at this. And it was just beautiful. I was just like, wow, this place is actually magical. Like, is it every single night that they do this? Or no, yeah. I was told that it's at the end of each month. So they oh. do it once a month. Yeah. I think. I don't. That's yeah. a good. That's I think that's quite a nice community event. Everyone yeah. to huddle together. Like, I don't think it would work if you do every night. I mean, oh, <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm so sick of this flower yeah. uh, <laughs> display. You know, I, I was told that it's at the end of each month. Yeah, at the end of the month. That's something to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was lucky enough that yeah. I was actually there when it was happening. So. And did you avoid foe while you were there? <laughs> um. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure I ate. No, if if I was not riding, 100%, I was not eating far. That's, that's for sure. Um, because I knew that if I was on the road, that was the only thing I was going to be yeah. eating. So. And just for our listeners out there, pho is actually pretty awesome. So it's, it's yes. um, thick rice noodles yeah. in this beef broth that they've been um brought, you know boiling for hours and hours yeah. so it's got this bone marrow it's all melted in there yeah. as well so the flavor is so beautiful and intense yeah. and um i guess nutritious as well yeah it really is yeah i tell you what like i i although i say that i was tired of eating them right <laughs> i've never been so healthy my entire life yeah the whole time i was in vietnam my skin was glowing i had so much energy i mean that could have been the strong coffee as well but <laughs> But like it was, I just felt great. I felt so shitty when I was in Thailand and Cambodia. Yeah. And then here I wasn't drinking as much because yeah. I was riding. And then I was eating all this healthy stuff. I was glowing. I was just like, do you think maybe it's the the, the riding? Because like when you're in Thailand and Vietnam, you were depending so much on um, transportation, you know, tuk tuks and taxis and trains. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of drinking. Drinking. Yeah, exactly. There's and a lot of drinking. drinking. Maybe that yeah. could be it too. And then yeah. now you have the freedom to go travel and mm-hmm. ride a motorbike. Obviously, you have to care about yourself and you know safety comes yeah. first um and plus yeah. i think the the view because vietnam is like this huge stretch like all, along the coast yeah well there's two routes actually oh okay yeah. yeah so you have like the a1 yeah and and then the coast which one did you go i on? did both you both i yeah. think like i did half yeah. of the coast and then i kind of went up to the not to see the mountains yeah as well. oh, the mountains so i did like everyone laughed but a lot of backpackers do it have you have you seen um 
Top Gear. Yes, I've seen Top Gear. They're yeah. hilarious, so those three. I pretty much did the their version of, you know, Vietnam Top Gear yeah. Rude. So with Betsy's Top Gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they, we know we've stopped in several places where, you know, they've stopped and filmed a bit. And, mm. and we were like, yeah, look, we've got... <laughs> This is where Top Gear was filmed, you know. <laughs> We're doing the Top Gear ride. Yeah, pretty much. And obviously, like, a lot of the locals kept looking at us because there was, like, we pimped up all the or all the bikes, right? Tell me how you pimped it up. <laughs> what, what, am I, what am I expecting? <laughs> it's so dead cheap there. It, mm. I literally spent, like, $20 painting the uh, the bike. So we all painted the bikes uh, black, like yep. matte black. Yep. Then we put a red star in there, you know, representing yep, Vietnam, as yep. we do. Then we put um, LED lights. Wow. I had, yeah, I had a USB charger. This is high tech now. I, I, I was all like, you know, <laughs> pimp by my right kind of stuff, you know. And uh, and then one of the guys uh, they were riding with us, he had this massive um, speaker, right? Oh, you kidding? <laughs> no way. He had yeah, strapped it on. So when, while we were riding, there's like five of us with like black bikes. Oh, bear in mind, I was the only one with a scooter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there was this massive speaker and like he just he just kept playing like massive like like really loud music. You know, so he kept playing that Good Morning Vietnam <laughs> or like the one from Top Gear, you know, and then oh, on top of no. that we had massive uh, Vietnamese flag. Oh my god. At, like on, on our bikes. So every you were... sort of parade <laughs> <laughs> pretty much we kept doing every time we were getting close to a town. <laughs> And then all the locals were just like, what's happening? There's like three bikes, black, with massive Vietnamese flags, singing super loud. Oh, I don't know. It was just like, I thought they're going to kill us anytime soon. Like, but they have the Vietnamese flag, so they must be pro-Vietnam. Thing. Yeah. So these guys must be okay. <laughs> and yeah. how much are bikes to, to buy oh, like a I'll new you what, or second Dead one? cheap. So, yeah. um... The fact that you can buy, so mm. it's quite an addictive thing. So when we arrived to Ho Chi Minh City, mm. I didn't have any plan. It wasn't even on my schedule. Yeah. It wasn't even in my mind that I was going to ride a motorbike, right? Um, and uh, and it's very addictive. We got to this hostel and there's people coming in and coming out, buying and selling, you know, their bike. People, mm. they've already done the route yeah. or the people that are about to do it. And it's and I mean everyone. So yeah. it, it, it becomes really addictive. And then I met um, a couple of Dutch girls and they were like, yeah, we've, we've just arrived from Hanoi. So mm. people start either Hanoi, Ho Chi Minh City, yeah. or the, way, the other way around. And Joe, you know, he's he's a lad. He's a bit older than me. <sighs> he he likes his cars. He loved his motorbike. Oh, here we go. And he was giving me that look and I'm like, oh, Joe. Don't make me regret this, Betsy. Um, we need to ride. Yeah. <laughs> I said to Joe, I was like, you do realise that you promised my mom that nothing was going to happen to you? And he was like, but nothing is going to happen to you. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I really wanted to do it. And I'm like, I'm going to get my bike. But obviously, I don't know how to ride a manual bike. And, and yeah. a lot of backpackers, when you're there, they buy um, Honda Winds. Because it's like really cheap to repair. So they've got like Chinese parts all the mm. time. And, and everybody in Vietnam knows how to fix a yeah. motorbike. <laughs> um, but then... I thought, nope, I can't write that. Mm. I won't know how to do it. Don't have an accident. Exactly. So I'm just going to get a scooter. (laughs) So I bought a scooter uh, for $350. That's not bad. That's really cheap. So that was secondhand? Yes, new. secondhand. secondhand. uh, And then they they give you this blue card. So this blue card means you own 
the guy. Ooh. Like, it's yours. This is your piece of asset. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> look at this. You know, it's just like, I have my All the single card. ladies, yeah. all the single ladies, check out my scooter. <laughs> and then after that, my bike was so ugly. Like, oh my God. Like, it was just silver. It was just shitty. Was it shiny just, silver? It, 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 yeah. Ew, it didn't have gross. any character. It was just like, it was just shit. And then I thought, well, you know, I can't be riding Vietnam looking like this you know i think like my bike looking like this like, i look beautiful my bike needs to match me you know <laughs> so, i am my bike yeah. <laughs> so then like we spent like in total i think it was like 20 25 dollars decorating the whole thing this is painting it putting like a you know that net thing on your seat so i don't burn my ass oh you no know? <laughs> Yeah. Wrong with that, right? <laughs> and then we put like this other thing at the back to put my rucksack on like oh we did so much and then yeah off we went and i oh of course i named her so it's Ooh. matilda matilda oh, as in waltzing matilda yeah. in train style <laughs> or yeah, so rondal matilda my little matilda i literally just became so emotionally attached <laughs> to matilda she was everything to me and uh and so everyone's just like oh you're gonna ride the entire country on a scooter i'm like yes nothing wrong with that watch me yeah wow there's a lot of wrong you know a lot of wrong things with that (laughs) oh okay what's the difference oh there's a lot of parts and roads where it's just just no no chance it's just not a chance for a scooter you know there's rocks with like they they were not even roads they were just Mm. like I don't know. I don't know what natural parkland. Natural, yeah, <laughs> and and yeah, my little wheels could not handle that. So there, there were parts where I just could not ride at all. So did the boys and still then, go ahead or what? No, what no, happened? no. They were obviously with me, and then okay. they were, we were trying to figure out, you know, how yeah. to do that. And then I think at one point that the worst road that we came across was the rocks were like the size of my head. I'm like, how's my scooter gonna go through that? <laughs> And then we we actually got stuck there for a long time. We went there for five hours yeah. trying to see, you know, what's happening. And there was this massive truck, you know, driving past, and I'm there like, oh, like they, me, didn't, yeah. they didn't speak any English, and and they gave me that look of like, what are you doing here with a scooter? Yeah, you know? um, <laughs> but they actually helped me, and they they lifted, you know, they lifted uh, Matilda and put her at the back of the really truck. That's really nice. And, and yeah, I know, I know, I know. And then like it was. It was quite far. It was like a good 15k. Oh wow! <laughs> can you imagine a little bit children trying to make yeah, 15k? Yeah, because over at, big at the beginning I was literally pulling my bike. Yeah. Like, I can do this. <laughs> it's not that far. So yeah. Um. So the truck, you know, helped me like 15k's, and then the, yeah, I nice. know. And then they put my my bike on the road again. I'm like, oh, okay. I have fond memories of Vietnam. I know, yeah. I know. And uh, and then I I tried to like buy them some drinks and yeah. you know, things like that because as you do, you know. Yeah. And they were like, no, 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 no. They needed to go. They didn't even accept drinks you know i'm like oh they probably need to drive right no like like not alcoholic drinks like oh, you know right. there was like this little lady like selling like ice tea or whatever okay, that was yeah. and, and i really wanted to go hey yeah. i'll get you one and they were like no 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 oh so, so yeah pretty sweet yeah and um but other than that the boys kept breaking down <laughs> i <laughs> with their motorbikes right <laughs> with their motorbikes and this is like 80% of the backpackers, you know, they just break down every five minutes, which is part of the experience as well. It was hilarious. And it was always one or the other boy or the other boy. And but yours all... never broke down. I never broke down. No, I actually broke, broke down. down once only wow. because it was a scooter, right? Yeah. And I only broke down once and it was the engine. I'm like, oh, shit, this is quite serious. It's going to be quite expensive as well. <laughs> in... You think that. <laughs> so I then had to, like, we found this 
place, I think it was in Dalat, so mm. they call like the, the flower town or something yeah. like that. And, um, and it was quite a cold town which is really weird, it's a Talat, I'm assuming it's quite high up. Mm. So it was very cold in Dalat. And that's where I actually got a super, like, fluffy jacket. jacket. And people just, like... Really pimped it up now. <laughs> yeah. so people were like, you're going to ride your bike with that jacket? I'm like, yes! I looked hilarious. I need to find pictures of me on that bike with, with that jacket. jacket. <laughs> jacket. It's so weird. So I'm picturing um, Austin Powers look uh, riding exactly a pimp Exactly like that, but with a terrible helmet as well. <laughs> so that, that was that was me. So then in Dalat... I feel um, sorry for Matilda having to deal with you. <laughs> I know. Oh, I bet she missed me. Um, so, yeah, and then, like, the guy said to me, yeah, you need a you need a brand new engine for that one. I mean, it's a scooter. It can't mm. be, like, any. And I'm like, well, I'm like, this is going to cost me a lot. Yeah. You know, and then the boys were saying, oh, you, you were taking the piss, you know. Yeah. I was breaking down all the time, and now you, you've got the biggest yeah. breakdown. It's like you've done it once, but it's a huge one. Yeah, that's right. Guess how much it cost me? A brand new engine. Engine. For right. my scooter. The fact that you're you're laughing like that and uh, you're taking the piss out of it, uh, fifty bucks. Is yes. Oh my god. It was fifty dollars. So yeah. It was fifty dollars. He he told me the amount right in like yeah. in Vietnamese dong. So I always had my phone on. I was yeah. just like trying to convert like yeah. You know, and obviously in dongs everything sounds like a lot of money. They tell you like ten thousand million dongs, and you're like shit. What? What is that? that? Like Divide by what? What, what is mean, the exchange rate? Um, about it is. I had it because their denomination is huge. It's in the thousands. Yeah, for like so, one so twenty, Australian. so twenty thousand dons. It's one dollar twenty six. Okay, so nearly yeah, twenty twenty thousand dong is like what dollar eighteen thousand dong is like one dollar. It's just crazy. So when they give mm. you this huge number, <laughs> you're like, oh no, that's it. That's my uh, travels. Um, uh, that was completely yeah. just like set up. Uh, no, and then I converted on my phone, mm. and it came up to like uh, fifty dollars. Well, it came up on, in pounds for yeah. me, you know, yeah. at the time, and and I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, you're telling me that this is actually cheaper than buying a new bike. <laughs> <laughs> So then I just went, yeah, that's fine. And all the boys look like looking at me going, are you kidding me? And I'm like, yeah, $50 for a brand new engine. Oh, and then off I went. And that was the last time Matilda broke down. She was a trooper. Yeah, she sounds like the perfect rider. Oh, she was, she was. Even when she like, she didn't let me down, but I did. Because it's very common that a lot of people have accidents, right? Mm. In Thailand, in yeah. Bali, and all these places. I've seen some and girls in, yeah. scrape their entire leg. But they're yeah. all absolutely smashed off their face. I'm like, well, mm. uh, I've, I feel no sympathy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Safety comes first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it happens a lot in Vietnam as well, mm. right? So, you know, part of me thought, you know, I was always really careful and I did, didn't want it, mm. you know, to go through anything like that. But after a while, you know, you, you forget, you know, you're having such a great time, yeah. you're riding, you know. With the wind you, in your hair. Yeah, you know, and yeah. you, you get to know your bike pretty well, you're pretty confident, you know. At one point, I think it took me like a week and I was like, yeah, you know. <laughs> She's an easy um, rider. <laughs> but I actually came off my bike, mm. um, but it wasn't my fault and it wasn't Matilda's fault. Um, it was one of the boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I wish. <laughs> um, no, he, there were, so it was one of those, 
ah, oh, that's the annoying thing as well, because he was in one of the most amazing routes. One of the most famous one is like where Top Gear went as oh. well. So it's like through the mountain and they've got these amazing <laughs> roads, you know, oh, they just go zigzagging, like zigzagging, yeah. you know. And like, so I came up and it was like a really hard corner mm. coming up and um, and there was some oil like oh, no. bang on on the corner. Oh, so no. I didn't see the oil and my front wheel just went. <laughs> so oh. I came off my bike and I landed on my chest, but I kept sliding. Like, oh my God, forward. Yeah, <gasps> and um, luckily that happened when it happened, mm. um, because if it was like a 20 second difference, 100% I would not be sitting here with you telling you the story. Are you, are you kidding? There was a massive truck coming down when it happened, 20 seconds difference. Oh my God, So this Betsy. truck stopped and, you know, and they were helping me and, and, you know, and because I was in shock. Yeah. You know, you're in shock. I didn't feel any pain. I was just more worried about my tilda. Like, somebody pick her up. You, and know? you were skidding along on yeah. your chest. And then luckily I was wearing one of those helmets, you know, the, this, yeah. the plastic ones that like, go down all the way yeah. on your, that covers your face. Yeah. Because I, it was all scratch, oh like my God. where my face is. So I'm like, shit, oh I'm my God. So, so glad lucky. I was wearing that. Yeah. So I was in shock. I didn't really feel any pain. Um, How was your, your chest? Was like, it bruised? Well, this is where I'm about to start. <laughs> so I, again, I didn't feel any pain. And then after the boys realized that I wasn't behind them, you know, they come yeah. back and got me. And I just went, look, it's going to get dark. Can we just get going? And I actually jumped on the bike again and I just kept driving. Wow. But I wasn't still, I wasn't shocked. And the adrenaline was still going. Yeah, crazy. it was yeah. still going. Yeah. And then finally we arrived to this place and, and then when I saw Joe, my yeah. friend, right? Yeah. And then I got off my bike and I saw Joe and I went, Joe! Yeah. <laughs> All the emotions crying. catch up. Yeah. yeah. And then that's when I started feeling the pain. Oh. I could not breathe. Like, I was like, what's happening? Long story short, I've actually broken a rip. Oh, ow. And, uh, yeah. So in this little town, it was like the, the wife and, and the husband of this couple, I don't know, I think he was a mechanic. So yeah. he was fixing the bike of one of the boys. And the wife, like, no English whatsoever. Mm. But then she saw my leg and oh. it was bleeding everywhere. Oh, and she was, kidding? like, talking to me in Vietnam. I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like she took me into her house. She cut my trousers. She was looking after my cuts. She gave me this tea for the pain. I have no idea what was in that tea, but I became so high. <laughs> <laughs> Accepting high tea. I didn't feel any pain. The pain went away. I don't know what she's giving she, me. She took England's <laughs> definition of high tea to a next level, right? <laughs> Honestly, like I was just so high, like I was sweating a lot, <laughs> sweating a lot, but I, I was not feeling any pain. And then what happened, the husband, the way to like, because yeah. they knew that I had a broken rib, right? Oh, wow. And you can't really do anything, right, with a broken rib. I'm wearing them of nowhere as well. So this the nearest hospital was literally a day and a half away. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I can't believe you're alive. I know. And then the, the husband, bless him, he got, you know, one of those like rubber tires thing like the tire yeah yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. i don't know yeah. what they call but you know and then he took an old tire, tire. rubber thing yeah. that he had and he wrapped it all around my chest like super tight oh wow and i then i think you know joe said to me you can't need to rest you got broken rib and yeah two days later i felt bad i turned to my voice and i said you know what i am not stopping this trip mm. we're gonna go and then the boys looked at me going Mate, you've got broken rib. You can't get on your bike again. I was like, watch me. <laughs> With the tire around you still? With the tire around me. <laughs> so we can riding. I said, look, I'll, I'll go and check it out, you know, when we go yeah. to, to, to the hospital. 
and it took us like like two days and to get the hospital. We, we oh, went God. to this hospital and then they took it off and absolutely stank. By the way, oh oh, but then yeah, the, the doctor kind of just said that they, they they did a pretty good job. Like <laughs> husband and wife. <laughs> yeah, and um and that's how it is. I actually continued my trip with a broken rib and it was painful. Yeah, but I you're such a trooper. No way. There was no way I was gonna cancel my trip. Wow. So I carried on with a broken rib. <laughs> but but is it fixed now? Is the rib okay? Oh yes 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 yes, yes absolutely okay. yeah yeah. It took me like a year. Okay. Um and then you know I didn't really say anything to anyone but yeah. then. I, after a long time because I did stay in Vietnam for a long time after mm. that even Joe left and yeah so when I went back to the UK um my mom my family everyone waiting for me at the airport they all wanted to hug me and then I was like ah no touching thanks <laughs> please stop <laughs> so yeah my mom nearly lost her shit but I was like yeah I kind of just broke in a rip when I was there <laughs> almost died you know almost almost died. Like, even there was like a 20 second delay I would have been completely crushed under a truck yeah oh, I yeah. definitely didn't tell her that she's so bloody sensitive <laughs> oh now she can listen to so, this <laughs> uh, I don't think she will <laughs> So while you were riding with all the boys, with your with your gang, yeah, with my gang, <laughs> yeah, exact, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> what was your favorite place that you stopped? Nimbin. All right, tell me. Oh, Nimbin. So it's famous for they call it. So you have you know Halong Bay. Yes. So they call it Halong Bay on land. All right. So you can still see like loads of little islands mm. but instead of water it's just rice fields oh and it's, it's just endless as well rice fields and then you have all these massive rivers like it's just beautiful and it was so green as well was this up on the hills or yeah so yeah. You, you can do both mm. um you know you can i actually ride around with my motorbike then actually got in a little canoe in you know, mm. to go in the river but i i claim uh, yeah. claiming the mounting as well and then I was dying. I mean, I'm a smoker. <laughs> and then I was so excited. I really want to get to the top. And, and I thought, well, I, I always do stuff like that. You know, I don't really let anything bother yeah. me. Halfway through, I was just like, oh, my God, I need to stop smoking. Um, but, yeah, we got to the top, and it was probably the most amazing view I've ever, ever seen. Like, it was it was so worth, worth it. Yeah. I loved it. Like, for me, it was way better than Halong Bay. You know, you get bored in Halong Bay. You're like, right, this is now the mm. 525th <laughs> island. <laughs> uh, I'm done. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, but but Nimbin is just beautiful. It's so wet as well. There's so many cool roads as mm. well. Um, everything. And I this was on it. a motorbike? Or were you walking, trekking it? It depends. Okay. You know, you can do both because mm. it's actually quite big. Yeah. So you can either ride or mm. just we camped in in one place so then we just spent two days like walking and mm. seeing all the place and we found this we met this english guy that owns a restaurant there like an all bamboo it's like it's all quirky you know yeah. bamboo and shit and, and then i thought this is really cool and then i actually liked him we were just talking he's got this he built this school like super tiny school you yeah. can only fit like 15 kids right and he says the volunteers you know, go there every Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Wednesdays and Friday mm. and teach the kids English, you know, so you have a lot of backpackers. Yeah. They just, and I thought, this is really That's cool. Really I really loved it, right? Yeah. Um, until, until I'm sitting in the restaurant and I'm checking out his menu and he, he he's got dog. <laughs> oh my God. He's got dog on his bloody menu. <laughs> I've never hated someone in my life so much. I went from loving him... Because he opened a school for kids... Yeah! ...to teach him English. 
And then he's feeding people dog. Like, I was so angry. Like, I was just, I can't even mm. comprehend. Like, so I said to him, like, don't you understand that it's, and then he was like, yeah, but in Vietnam it's, it's normal. Mm. And then I'm like, but you just built this place made for backpackers. What makes you think the backpackers are going to be happy? to be sitting here eating dog. Like I said to him, how many locals do you have coming here to your restaurant and just going, oh, I'll have a dog, please. <laughs> a dog steak. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, was, not, I was just not happy. Yeah. I refused. But and then everyone says, even he said, 100% you have, you know, eating dog here and you just don't have any idea. Most of the time. Yeah. Wow. So so you could be ordering um, something that that's like, you know, beef stir fry it or could be it could be dog. Dog for all we know. And it, honestly, it traumatized me yeah. for a long time. I like, just didn't even wanted to have any meat. I was just like, no, no. Because Vietnamese um, vegetarian food is so nice. Yeah, it yeah. really is. And then obviously I didn't really want to just see the, you know, yeah. the reality of it. And then we're on the road, like somewhere on the A1 mm. and some roads are savage. Like the trucks, they do not give a fuck about you. <laughs> or give way. It's so terrifying. So anyway, we parked up in, in uh, somewhere in A1 and I saw two massive trucks mm. driving past me while we were having this break full of, you know, dogs in cages. They were alive. Yeah. But they were also, like, squished up, like, oh... I don't think I've ever felt. What kind of so dogs were there? Were there like all kind. big dogs? All kinds of dogs. All kind. Okay. And then I saw that. That's when I thought, okay, I'm not eating any meat here. I was just I felt so sad. Yeah. I was just like, I did not wanted to see that. Like my whole ride was so amazing that I was just like, no, I this didn't really wanted to see that. Yeah. But I think that's the reality. That's just how mm. it is there. And yeah, it really did affect me. Mm. But I'm glad that I saw it because that's just really how it is. You yeah. Know? Um. But yeah. I didn't want it to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> like once was enough. And then that's when you turned vegetarian. <laughs> I, I didn't actually turn vegetarian. Yeah. It takes a lot to, mm. to make me stop doing certain things yeah. or whatever, you know. I actually graduated as, as a forensic investigator. Yeah. So <laughs> the, uh, things don't really bother me, but I could definitely could not sleep that night. Oh, so. <laughs> <hear> that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But other than that, you know, I think I forgot about it because mm. then I stayed in Hanoi for so long mm. and, and I was just eating everything. So yeah. I'm pretty sure I ate more than once. <laughs> Probably you have slipped in there somehow. You know, yeah. when you're in Rome, you got to do what the Romans do. Exactly. Yeah. And it's probably best not to know sometimes. <laughs> That's why I never really ask. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a few times I've been in Asia and I've had suspicious meat and I'm just like, all right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it could be rat. It could be dog. It could be cat. It could be anything. You know, as long, yeah. as, long as it doesn't give me a food poison or yeah. all the shit, then we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of that in Thailand, so I, yeah, I didn't get that in Vietnam. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Because um, uh, I think the no more north you go, there's more, is it the French influence? Or yes. The, yeah. And then south has got the more the American influence. Yes, is that how it works? and you can see in the south as well. You can see a lot of, uh, which is really interesting actually. Mm. But you can really see the whole history of like how savage it was before. Yeah, you know? and uh, and there's still loads of um, evidence. There's still mm. loads of like bullet holes in yeah. a lot of places. And you mines know? probably as mines, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still active mine and things like that. And and it's just bizarre. Yeah. You know? Um, and the tunnels as well. The yeah. tunnels, I don't understand. The Coochie tunnels? Yeah. yeah. Like, I thought 
that they were very, very small for me. Mm. And I'm close enough to be a midget. You are. close <laughs> <laughs> for midget. How, how did this man do it back then? You yeah. know? Like... I mean, a lot of people say, oh, but the Vietnamese people are quite small. But I'm like, yeah, I'm talking about blokes. Yeah. You know, like, how did they do all of this? It's maybe just they, crazy. The food was so scarce and I guess maybe malnutrition probably kicked in a little bit as well. I think. Yeah. Well, I've, we saw pictures mm. when we went to this museum and, and they had real pictures, you yeah. know, black and white and things like that. And they were all extremely skinny. Skinny, yeah. Like, so skinny. I'm but like, lean. Do they have muscles or do I they know, look like... No, they yeah. look really really skinny mm. and then I'm like compared to anyone that's in the army nowadays yeah well they're all buff aren't they they're <laughs> yeah. G.I. Joe style Jesus <laughs> so yeah I don't know if they've done that for a reason to mm. be able to fit in in the bloody tunnels yeah or they just genuinely didn't have any food back yeah. then I don't know but it worked in their favor because it was only the Vietnamese who were able to fit into the coochie the tunnel yeah the, the Americans couldn't because they were too big yeah, yeah. they're yeah. all you know I mean, that's, that's balls still and muscles now isn't it <laughs> Shit, I shouldn't be saying Because like yeah. I remember, I think we did a tour in Hue uh, with the, is that the same thing? Coochie Tunnel there as well or some other tunnel? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't do any tunnels yeah. in Hue. All right. So we did the tunnel and it was it was wonderful because they led us all, well, it wasn't wonderful the fact that, you know, we we're in a tunnel. Um, <laughs> but we got to experience, you know, their living quarters, got to see all that and how, how cramped it was. And then yeah. some of them led out, led out to the ocean. Wow. I know. So I just didn't expect it. And then next thing I know, there's this flood of light coming in and, and all of us tourists were like, oh, my God, the light. Oh, that is very cool. Yeah. I would have loved to have done that Yeah. One. I, think, I think it was Hoya. I could be wrong. Yes. Yeah. And then oh. they also, um, you know, this is a sad turn in the story now. We also saw some of the devastation from Agent Orange as well. Yeah. And I think you can... There's a lot of documentaries yeah. anyway. It's a, it's, yeah. it's a fact yeah. um, that a lot of the children and the generations after have been affected yeah. from mutation. There's still it. you can mm. actually see when you ride in and you like go to very bizarre towns. We ended up in places where they've never actually seen a white person, a white person, <laughs> you know, and or five I, of them. <laughs> I literally felt like a celebrity. I had yeah. to buy um so on, on my bike I had um big bags of, of sweets yeah because i didn't know what else to give to these kids because mm. they were they were they wanted everything that i had on me and i'm like yeah. uh not this please not this <laughs> all so, matilda not matilda yeah and and so i we ended up giving you know sweets in all these places and and you can really see mm. still t- today mm. um how affected these people were like you can see in their faces you can see in how they lived and everything you know most of these people are still very much affected and yeah and it was really interesting to 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 see that you know because you don't really think about those things now you know especially when you people go on holiday to vietnam and they leave vietnam and they still don't know those mm. things you know um so it was really really interesting because the um, war was the 70s that. right it, it's not it wasn't even that long ago. yeah it's not long, that's not even what is that 50 years ago uh, possibly yeah yeah like less than 50 years ago yeah it's just it wasn't very long at all it's the same thing as yeah. the one in cambodia yeah it was like a huge massacre and it literally right. happened like yesterday i'm like what yeah why are people not talking about it like it's just <laughs> it's bizarre um so yeah um and it's just i don't know i think that the people were actually really lovely i think the vietnamese like the locals mm. like and i saw that the difference you know like you've gone like the reason I compare it to Thailand is because I reckon it's not their fault. I think it's just 
Thailand has been more of a touristy attraction yeah, for longer, right? That's right. So they're probably just so fed up of all of us, you know? They hate <laughs> just us. backpackers. <laughs> exactly. So they they just can't be bothered with any yeah. of us anymore. And I think that Vietnam is still quite newish. It's newish a bit more yeah. refreshing. People are being more patient. Mm. People actually want to help you. Like genuinely, they want to grow. The they don't want to take your yeah. money, you know. Yeah. And there, there've been a lot of times, you know, a, a, a local um, gave us, like, what well, allowed us to stay in her house. Mm. So this was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, we didn't make it to the nearest town for a hotel, and it started raining. It was pitch black, mm. and she opened up her house and put a bunch of pillows and and a couple of mattresses That's so on kind. the floor for us, right? Yeah. And then she gave us dinner and all of this, not that the, the language was just like yeah. none, you yeah. know, like no English, no Vietnamese, but we still managed to yeah. communicate somehow. So the next morning, um, you know, we, we tried to give her some money and she actually got really, really offended. Yeah. She got so offended. And I was like, my goodness, like, I don't know, you know, I feel like we need to repay you somehow. Yeah. So the one thing I, don't, I noticed is that she had like a little basket um, outside of her front gate, mm. full of eggs. I'm assuming she was giving it to the locals or selling them. Yeah. Fuck knows. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? So then I thought, right, let's just give her the money there. Let's just put the money in the basket and hope for the best. Hope yeah. that she'll get it. And we put the money in there and we laughed. And we don't know what happened. Happen we just hope it. that, you know, she got it. Yeah. I think it must be the Asian hospitality. They're like, oh, you know, we've got some uh, tourists or guests who are, you know, in need, yeah. in a desperate situation, and mm-hmm. they'd open up their homes. They're very wholesome people. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But my concern is, are they still going to be like this in 20 years? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe this is just going to be, you know, I think, well, I don't know. If, if you, let's say you and the boys came to Australia and you're the backpacking. I don't think a lot of Australians will open their doors up to you guys. <laughs> that's all I can say. I mean, I wouldn't open the door for you, that's for sure. <laughs> so, you know, my, uh, you know, in terms of Asian hospitality, people are very trusting and then people yeah. are just like, oh, yeah, here, you know, come, yeah. welcome to our country. Whereas if, if this happened in Australia and you try to get some truck driver to put your boat Matilda on the back, they'll be like, hey, love. <laughs> Have a quickie first, and then how we can uh, oh talk about Milt Matilda. God, yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so the whole mentality. But a hundred percent, that's what would happen here. Yeah. But hey, I also what we realised is mm. that in those areas, mm. um, they were probably really nice to us because they wanted us to take their kids with us. It was so sad. There was these women. Yeah. We broke down at one point, so they were fixing the bike, and we actually had to be stuck there for two days. So yeah. for two days, I'm there playing with all the kids every day. They're pulling yeah. my hair. I'm doing their hair, yeah. you know. It's just like they're little like monkeys, you know, and they're so adorable. <laughs> and then when we're about to leave, this woman is literally handing me over Poor one of child. the babies, you know, Aww. take her, take her with you. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Poor please don't do this. Yeah. So I, I just felt really bad. Like she was just throwing this kit oh. at me and I'm like, oh, but look at me. I'm not mother material. Oh, but the, the fact that you were playing with the kids and you're having such a good time, they're yeah. like, there, she looks like a yeah. good mother figure. I know, but I think yeah. that was just like, you know, backpacking spirits because yeah. I am not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I won't comment. <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah, that's been that's probably one one of the other reasons that they were nice to us. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, in a desperate situation, like, I, I guess Vietnam's economy hasn't, you know, reached a stage of Thailand and some mm-hmm. of the other Asian countries. So uh, it's very precious for them, for their next generation to have the best future and yeah. any opportunity that they see and the fact that you guys were so, you know, so lovely yeah. and, and just of joyful. Of course. <laughs> so they're like, you know, if you can, if you take my kid and give my kid a better future in the UK yeah. or somewhere, that hey, would be don't get me wrong. I ever. wish I could do it. I, I was just like, listen, lady, I, if I could take all of this, <laughs> I would. But I'm I'm pretty sure I'm not even qualified for one, let alone three. Like. <laughs> Uh, hilarious because uh, I recall going to a place called Sapa I don't know if you guys rode um, Sapa yeah that's north like, more north yeah, yeah proper north up Sapa. in the hills and yeah. I just remember going that's there that's the best place for the rice fields yes the rice fields mm-hmm. and it was probably the same reaction you would have when you said you sat up there and you saw the rice paddy yeah. it was exactly the same we were ascending in a, in a bus <laughs> we didn't take the motorbike damn it you did it the wrong way <laughs> I know I wish I should have took a scooter at it um, but I just remember going up there and then just shrouds of clouds you were just living up in the clouds and you yeah. had these rice paddies just below so lush oh my god i love sapa yeah no beautiful very fond memories yeah and uh yeah hanoi is a crazy crazy capital Mm. um there's there's a lot going on there there. and uh the hostels were great like because like vietnam didn't really have that many tourists they didn't even have cars like 15 Mm. 20 years ago so this is why there's so many bikes everywhere yeah um, so because the backpacking has become like a huge thing mm. now, all the hostels now they're technically well, I thought they were actually quite luxury compared to Cambodia and Thailand. Yeah. They're actually oh, wow. really good. Okay. And um and then most of the hostels they give free beer. What? I shit you not. Yeah. <laughs> free beer. And it's usually like either five o'clock or six o'clock or seven o'clock for one hour. They give like obviously it's one of those like shitty cheap, cheap, cheap ass beer. But hey, you <laughs> put it in the back of the yard. <laughs> yeah. And you get free beer. So I I had I met quite a few people and they were staying in one hostel and then yeah. I was staying in the other and, yeah. and like they would be like oh my free beer is at, is at 6 to 9 and I'm like oh my one is at 7 <laughs> and then oh my one is at 7.30 so then we will go to one hostel get free drink from 5 yeah. and then go to the other hostel get free drink from like <laughs> 6 I'm like, I don't think I've ever heard this <laughs> it's so cool and then all the hostels mm. gathered together so they planned this kind of like pub crawl and then we all end up in one place yeah. in one this massive nightclub and it's brilliant. It's it a nice community feel, isn't it's it? It's brilliant. Yeah. And the, the hostels were, like, really good. Like, yeah. really, like, new and really... I mean, you had, like, the old shitty ones here. Yeah. But compared to Thailand, most of them are actually relative quite new because they are relative quite new. They didn't yeah. have that many hostels yeah, that's right. uh, before. So, yeah, the hostels are brilliant. And all of them include breakfast and you know free beer, free beer. oh my god it's fantastic heaven. none of them provide like lunch or dinner because yeah. there's no need you're in the, the street food there is That's fantastic right. and oh, cheap so food. oh street food in, in hanoi was just amazing oh, absolutely back amazing. so many good memories of vietnam yeah hey uh, even barack obama said that um, <laughs> the street food in vietnam was the best in the world well if he's saying it, it must be pretty damn <laughs> it good <is>. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we're at, just out of time. But thank you so much, Betty, My for pleasure. sharing your 
crazy stories. Yeah. And uh, I guess one thing we can take away is ride safe when you're in Vietnam. Uh, watch out for the oil. <laughs> oil, that's right. Yeah. Wear a helmet. Wear a helmet. Ride when you're not hungover or drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the oils and and find out what tea. If anybody knows out there, what's the tea that that woman gave me, please? <laughs> the high tea. Let me know because we need to find out. I, yeah. Because we need a bit of that sometimes. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> oh, and don't forget to pimp up your scooter. <laughs> oh, God, yes. With all LED lightly the lights, USB charger. I mean, I don't recommend the speakers, but hey, you know, you do you. But the flag, definitely the flag. The flags, yeah. Very welcoming. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Bag right out. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and posts, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and I do, uh, please support us on Patreon, where we hope that our dream of having our own TV show will become a reality one day. So then we can continue to fight boring news on everything, anything, and nothing with an agent twist. Thanks for your support. Bagrat out. Solid. <laughs>